It's 9.30. It is an unspecified Monday morning, and it's time for Food Talk. Joined by my fabulous co-host, Linda. Man, I got my apron. Vouch for you, because you're at no, your house. No, but it's house really and... true. <laughs> this apron, I, I don't wash it. I, I, I'm the entire, because it makes me feel like dirty it is. Does that make sense? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> at the end of the season, it just stands on its own. <laughs> and what are the other ones? The evergreens. Oh. All the, the patches that I knew of the trailing berries, the, the native dewberries, um, they've all been destroyed oh, in the last couple I of years. So, I, yeah, I knew where six different patches were. And remember, the last one, a shed fell on it. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> oh. So grateful that I still have a jar of your uh, wild black. I don't love it, and I never ate it. It's because I had so many still <laughs> have one left. <laughs> uh, I'm forgetful. Here, I like you. Wait, blank. Here, I like you. Those Himalayas call them evergreen berries. You know, they're good, but they don't have a ton of flavor. I always use black caps because they have so much flavor. Or maybe some Marion berries. They have a lot of flavor. Um, you know how sometimes if you close like grape jelly, not Concord, but just grape jelly, which doesn't really taste like it. Really is no excuse for. However, I yeah. will, I will <laughs> say that uh, I'm back away from our homes. Um, yeah. Are, if you get the August day and the sun is warm and they're all out a little bit, they yeah. are off the vine and eat them right then. They just don't um, bring them in the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they punish us by not being all that good. So I haven't talked to you for quite a while, but we're all still are in mask-free zones. That's the good news. We're not in the studio yet, Linda, but we're having a pledge drive uh, membership because uh, yeah. we are not able to have our regular uh, summer drive pledge drive that we have done for the well, I kind of like it because this pledge drive the same way yes and um and people like it or love it because we operate we're non-profit we're we're independent so many people volunteer their time but um um yeah. big equipment required yeah so we're gonna try the way I don't stay liquid and enjoy it because you get to hear the same programs and there's just not so much talking and um i i know a lot of the programmers are uncomfortable asking for money nobody's ever comfortable asking for money hey you stranger <laughs> how about I just um ask quietly if if um yes if you the, can please it, do yeah um i and and i think that um i i think that i one of the things i love we get um we get to continue to enjoy our regular programming. Not yeah, that, yeah. not that uh, pledge drive programming wasn't. You just want to hear nice yeah. that it's not. Re- want to uh, uh, nine minutes? Uh, <laughs> I talk about, but <laughs> I just want to remind people that have the means uh, to whatever degree and click on the donate or a one-time donor mailing address if you'd like to. Just thank you. Uh, Hugely thank you for your support. Days, if I if we didn't have this program, when would I talk to you, Linda? I'm just like a bug. I'm watching a bug. Oh my gosh. Well, I I'm a lot cleaner for how much time oh, I have I in it. Anyway, Are hey, you cooking? started cooking inspiration and boredom of yeah. uh, the same old things. So I have started going through cookbooks, and uh, one of the things that I disagree. Uh, website eat your books where you can kind mm-hmm. of track uh, mm-hmm. and i've been using that a lot but what i've discovered is that i have a couple so far in my uh excavation that mm-hmm. are just not <laughs> worth anything i've made some stunningly mediocre things you following 
<laughs> so I don't Stunning, know. Mediocre. That'd be a really <laughs> great business. At four in the afternoon, because they're opening for everybody. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, I have a tip for all of us that was shared uh, with me during the uh, No Contact Small Farms Market Day. One of our um, local producers gave me an eye sharing it it with everybody. It was the company, but they make uh, the fabulous Angora Peak. She was delivering her order that day. uh, People had, she heard us talking about uh, corn on the cob Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and frankly, Listen to what we said. And I don't recall no. having that conversation. But any when you make corn stock, you should put them with a couple of okay. ears of corn for dinner. And I toss her. And then corn ears. I want to thank me. And um, we use that other tip that we got previously for it. And then seriously, you know. I have this on my fridge, and I am definitely going to use it. I think even in um, something like cornbread. I think the only thing I use is buttermilk, but I'm thinking that um, uh, a good substance for Yeah, corn and blackberries. So, uh, well, I made some um, uh, apples, and I did the math, <laughs> and they turned out like hands. <laughs> pile them up and play princess in the random numbers instead of the right ones. <laughs> When I was cutting out the, and you know, because I didn't, you know, right. I didn't, I mean, of course they're going to look big because you're going to, well, oh, I know. <laughs> What's this? Oh, it's your fifth of a hand pie. I hope you enjoy it. Oh my God. You're kind of into it. Yeah. It's All the different exciting. varieties. Not really. They always look like they're kind of ready before they are. You know, um, I don't really, like, if, if, if I'm going <laughs> to but um, I wait because it wants them to be done. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I do know exactly. And then I, I, oh, that's a good tip. That's a really good tip. Hey, (laughs) uh, you know, another thing that we talked was uh, uh, domestic and um, Indian or Pakistani ordered somebody from India. uh, We're locally. And I know I I would guess that we could in Portland fail twice. (laughs) So I ordered some and, uh, much more delicious. I pour it into the canister that I keep the rice in. The aroma was just unbelievably lovely. Like I don't really think of uncooked rice as having that much smell, Uh, but uh -uh. it was just uh, perfumey, lovely, like really lovely. And then I made a I'm still in the process of the uh, comparison test, but the first one I did was make some in my rice cooker because, you know, I'm lazy, and I just thought (laughs) if it comes out delicious in my rice cooker, I don't have to do it the way they suggest on the package, you know, like you're supposed to. (laughs) So I I love rice cookers. I mean, I love rice cookers, and I've talked about that before, but um, just recently I encountered this guy, and he's sort of like half cook, half comedian. He's an Asian guy named Uncle Roger. Have you seen him? No. Oh, he makes me laugh so hard. Anyway, um, he he laughs at videos where people make rice like really, really wrong. And he's like, a saucepan? You make rice in a saucepan? World War II is over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love rice cookers. The rice always turns out perfect, and then it frees up a burner, too. I love them. I know. I love them, too. And, and it holds <laughs> them warm until you're ready. Um, there's yeah. there's so many wonderful things about them. But it was not the way that was recommended on the package, but that's the way I made it the first time. And then I just 
ate some forkfuls of it right out of the rice cooker and it was completely delicious and every grain was separate and um, it, I, it was really good. A very flavorful, okay. just white rice with nothing on it. Um, okay. And then I stuck, that, stuck the pan in the fridge and last night we had uh, fried rice with a bunch of veg out of the garden and mm -hmm. uh, it was really, really good. Although I got to admit, I threw a little gochujang in there, which is, you know, like uh, a taste bud's wet dream. I mean, it makes everything <laughs> fabulous. So spicy, spicy and delicious. <laughs> so um, it was really, really good. But I am going to make the next batch according to the package directions, which are not okay. the way I was taught, which is you put... You measure the rice, you measure the water, you bring it to a boil, you never open it, you time mm -hmm. it, you know. This mm -hmm. is the European way, the way I've seen like Jamie Oliver do it on TV, where you put it into boiling water and yeah. you cook it until it tastes done and then you pour it in a colander, drain the water out and you got rice. Okay. Uh, so I will try that next time and see how it compares to my rice cooker, but I am hoping that it doesn't measure up because I really like my well, rice. Well, and it just seems, and just think how many dishes you're going to have to do after that. Man, the rice cooker rocks. I know. You're right. It does. <laughs> you can't beat it. <laughs> so uh, what else have you been uh, cooking besides, oh, I guess I'll take a minute and remind everyone that Food Talk is a co-production of Coast Community Radio and North Coast food web and also to send you to northcoastfoodweb.org if you're curious about the no contact local foods market uh, you can find everything you need to know there uh, i i wonder what you've been cooking besides gigantic apple uh hand pies I made, um, well, I got some gigantic avocados. <laughs> they were just so big and delicious and so we've been putting avocado on everything. Oh, it's so um, good. Yeah. Yeah, they really, really are. Hey, I have two good friends who both got air fryers in the last month or so. Yeah. And um, they really, really like them. And they're people that I respect, you know what I mean? Like yes. they know how to cook. They're not just like, oh, look, I can, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's motivating to, a new gizmo is motivating to use as opposed to an oven, which is not a new gizmo. <laughs> but but they really, really like them. And I wonder if you have oh, any experience with them. I do not, although I follow a couple of blogs where people are, has a kite on their air fryer. Um, I don't yeah. have a, uh, I don't have a positive or negative opinion of them because I have no experience with them. But my reluctance about them is that I don't need another piece of thing in my kitchen. <laughs> Yeah, they're big, and the same thing. It's the same thing with that Instapot type thing. People yeah. are just loving those too, and yeah. we don't. Either of us have one of those no, either. Because I, you know, I already have a a pressure cooker. I, I, if I have something that does essentially the same thing, I'm not really yeah. motivated to get another thing that will, you know, do it in a little yeah. different way. Um, on the other hand, if you really, really like uh, fried foods. It, I mean, I we don't eat as many fried foods because the, it is a messy business, and yeah. it, and it's well, often and oil intensive. And I don't, you know, I'm not interested. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, pretty unhealthy. But um, that's that's what I was thinking. Would I use it and make it in a more healthy way? Right. But um, right. You know, then would we eat more if it wasn't so unhealthy? 
Yeah. I don't know, but, but um, boy, people are just loving those. And I wonder, too, you know, like if I want to do, um, like, fries, I, I do oven fries. But then, you know, there is a downside to that because you're heating up the oven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and using the yeah. energy for that and um yeah. and you've got the uh pan whatever um and and it does have some oil on it I, it's not as oil intensive as frying and certainly not as messy yeah. but i don't know that it's any more defensible than um an air fryer i just don't need it i mean you know my kitchen's yeah. pretty full <laughs> I think I I don't need another thing in there unless that thing is just like a miracle. Like, you know, the rice cooker. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. The rice cooker is a must. Well, and that, and one of my friends, she's like wheeling it in and out of her kitchen on a cart. And I'm like, eh, you know. (laughs) Yeah. But then the cart has to go somewhere. And right. um, Exactly. I have a pretty small house. So I don't really want that cart like next to the nightstand in my bedroom (laughs) or wherever it would have to be. (laughs) Falling over it in the middle of the night. Yeah. I don't know. We all have uh, the things that we count on. And I know that there are people are one of my favorite blogs on, um, uh, on YouTube is a woman who did a, uh, I think she's Korean, I want to say she's Korean, um, did an entire episode on 11 things to that I, I like to cook in my air fryer. And I really? thoroughly enjoyed watching it, but it did not uh, inspire me to go buy, <laughs> buy an air okay. fryer. Okay. So, okay. I don't know. I guess you and I are just yeah. going to have to uh, get invited somewhere when the pandemic passes by and uh, yeah. enjoy someone else's <laughs> food out of their air fryer. Uh, that chicken I had in three years made me want one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, maybe. I mean, it isn't like we, you and I aren't susceptible to things. We just, you know. Everybody yeah. has their own thing that I'm not, I, I cannot live without a, my uh, food processor. A- at least yeah. I don't think I can, even though I have no, perfectly uh-uh. lovely knives and I wouldn't want yeah. to live without my KitchenAid. So, um, no. uh, so we all have our stuff, you know, whatever yeah. it is, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. So are you, uh, are you emptying out freezers slowly? Yeah, which um, I'm pretty happy about. Um, and then, like, for vegetables, I was thinking um, the main thing that I have been making is just pasta salad. Just because I've got um, some basil, which I normally don't have. It normally dies just when I look at it. But I've got some basil that's fresh, and that's always so good in pasta salad. And so I'm just making a vinaigrette and um, some pasta, um, just whatever I have in the pantry, because I have lots of half bags of all kinds of stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and then um, the main thing, I really like broccoli in a pasta salad. I don't blanch it or anything. I just put it in there fresh. And when it sits in the vinaigrette for a little while, it just gets really, really good. And cauliflower, um, some sweet onions that crunches really good, um, and cherry tomatoes. I usually put in some Kalamata olives and some marinated artichoke hearts, and then just whatever else I have, seriously anything else and um um i like that if if the pasta sits in there for a day or two it gets real soggy so i usually keep the pasta in a separate container and the vegetables and the marinade in another one and just add the pasta when we're going to eat it oh really good idea and so what kind of pasta are you using what shape um seriously whatever i have half a bag of in the pantry yeah and so mostly it's like 
so macaroni, twisty, penne yeah. shapes things, not like spaghetti or I got some um cells for stuffed cells. It was a brand I'd never seen before. And when you boil them, they turn into like the size of your head. <laughs> <laughs> They're really, enthusiastic. They oh my gosh! I mean, it was like a threefold change, and and they were kind of big to start with, and so I might like cut those up or just throw them away. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> that was such a surprise. I'm like, oh, look what they did! Well, I'm gonna need a bigger container of ricotta. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. I haven't made any kind of pasta for a very long time that wasn't basically uh, spaghetti or bucatini or linguine or, uh, you know, just because that is a, a Tom likes that kind of thing. And on a night when I don't want to cook, I can just like saute up some pancetta and some uh, dried chilies and some, a lot of garlic and some really good olive oil and shave some parmesan on it and call it dinner i mean it couldn't yeah, be easier yeah. um and really good yeah uh yeah i think uh, i'm trying to think i think it, that's what we had last night oh my god i don't even remember i'm cooking <laughs> i'm cooking too much now it's all like running oh, together <laughs> oh i'm uh going through the freezer too and i'm finding things that um uh, I have been in there an alarmingly long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to use that stuff up. Uh, yeah. But, but you know, one of the challenges right now is that we can't have friends over. So if yeah. you, you know, if you have a roast or, or, or something like that in the freezer, you just, I mean, there's two of us. <laughs> oh, I know. Because I had one of those giant honking pork loins. What are they? I mean, yeah. like, yeah. oh, like, like seven pounds or something yeah and so i just cut it in half and i put it on the grill half of what i put barbecue sauce on and then we just gnawed on that for like a week i mean we were given you know pieces to the dogs and, yeah. and um but i made first you know it's sort of like ribs just the end pieces of the half of the roast that had barbecue sauce on it yeah and then i made barbecue pork sandwiches and then the other part i had some you know whenever i make gravy and this is kind of a nerdy thing but Whenever I make gravy, I try to make extra, and then I just put it in little containers down in the freezer, and I had a little bit of country gravy. Dale loves that. And so I um, had some leftover mashed potatoes. I cooked some green beans, and so he had mashed potatoes and pork with country gravy, and he was just, like, happy as a clam. Yeah. um, So um, tell me what your country gravy is. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so here we go. (laughs) Uh, This is what's going to get me fired from KMUN, even though I am only a volunteer. Who knew it was possible? Well, here it is. Okay, so you make, oh, it's so disgusting. You make <laughs> chicken, it's it's when I would make chicken fried steak, I would make that first. Yeah, yeah, friends, and I always so really white, wanted it. it's so, white gravy. Yeah, so you make chicken fried steak, and then you take, like, um, some of that delicious fry oil. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, man, and you just add flour and um, half and half and stir it up until, and a bunch of pepper and stir it up, and really, it's that awful. No, but, it's really good, and and it's oh. it's classic, um, it's it's classic bechamel with um, meat grease instead of butter. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. seriously, it's just a roux, uh, and, and yeah. in, in, in Texas, that would be milk gravy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. And you, you, um, uh, 
try to get all the crunchies that have fallen off. Yeah. The there. Yeah. But I'm yeah, not really not crazy about chicken fried steak, but I'm crazy about the gravy it makes for sure. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Yeah. That's good stuff. <laughs> We're yeah. starting to get, uh, we've had our first harvest of potatoes and I don't think oh, there, yeah. I, there might not be anything better than new potatoes. You know, yeah, the they little, are really good. The little yeah. ones, they're so good. Um, uh, but uh, no matter how few of certain things I plant, I always end up with too much. And that is the oh, case yeah. <laughs> with snap peas right now. You wouldn't think it would be possible to have too many, but uh, yes, it is possible. <laughs> it's totally possible. Oh. I'm having to put them in everything. And thank heaven the yeah. dog thinks that they're a big treat. So, oh, that's so funny. My dogs won't eat them. That's so funny. Oh, really? You know, it, it's pretty much snap peas are our most common snack appetizer thing. And it's just um, with a little thing of homemade ranch. Just yeah. Just dip them in there. And that is the start of more meals than anything else in the summer. We are uh, coming right up to the time when we have to just be quiet. Do you have anything left you want to say in the last 30 seconds? Gravy made with fry oil. <laughs> That's our philosophy. And uh, <laughs> coastradio.org, if you would like to contribute to a very worthy cause that rewards you every single day. Linda Perkins, thank you so much. Thank you, Marianne.